This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Welcome to the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story, brought to you by Belinda Audio. Listen to Belinda Audiobooks, anywhere, everywhere. Hi, this is Cheryl Arkell for the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story. We talk to authors about how they came to tell us their story. Andrew Datto. Welcome to Better Reading. Thanks, Cheryl. I think this is the first time we've had you here. It is definitely the first time. I've waited. I've sat by the phone. <laughs> I've watched my emails. I'm going, where are they? And yeah, so well, I'm thrilled to be here. Okay. Well, it finally came through. You know, we've been very busy. Do you know we've recorded almost 300 podcasts in the last two years? Wow. So we have been busy. Wow. Now, I am going to introduce you because there might be a few people out there that don't know who you are. I don't know how many. It'd be a handful, I'm sure. Um, Andrew has managed to have a crack at just about every aspect of the entertainment industry. Well, I mean, you'd call that a renaissance man, wouldn't you? <laughs> Do you know what? I wouldn't call it a re- I'd call it um, doing what you have to do to okay. get by. All right. Um, To be honest. I prefer a renaissance man. Okay, well, that's nice. Yeah, so we'll stick to that. Um, He's well known for his TV appearances, including The Factory, The Great Outdoors, Olympic, Sunrise, and I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Mm. Here. Do you know, you'll be pleased to know I don't have a television, so I haven't seen any of these. For all of them are good. I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, not so good. Not so good. Mm. Um, Where in that you taught a fellow... Jungle Mate to Net. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Should have should got a TV. <laughs> I didn't know you, you could knit. Yeah. But that's good. I quite like knitting myself. Well, it's just one of those things when you're kids, so one of five kids, that was something, yeah. you know, mum would be trying to find us things to do. Yeah. So we all knitted our own football scarves. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. that was, and so do you know fun. how to do plain and plain and pearl and all I that? I think I'm plain. Just plain? I think okay. I'm plain. Yeah, that's right. Could be pearl. Um, he's also provided narration for The Apprentice Australia and RBT. Yeah, I didn't do The Apprentice. That was David Rain. Ah. Which is interesting because we grew up in the same town, have the same syntax, very similar speaking voice. And but, people get you mixed up. Yeah, they do. But, I, yeah, I do RBT and All David right. did The Apprentice. There we go. Well, we'll have to get David in. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was a presenter on ABC Radio Sydney. Now, I do listen to the radio and I love the ABC. However, what we're most excited about is Andrew's books. He is an accomplished writer, having written almost 30 books. Now, that really surprised me. Mm. I didn't think... I mean, that's a hell of a lot of books. I know. Mm. So, obviously, you don't sleep much. Um, I, <laughs> it's, it's just one of the, it, it just... I mean, it surprises me as well. And I, it's over 20-something years. Yeah, wow. And... Um, you go, geez, because it's almost a miracle to get a book actually published. Oh, I know that. So, you know, as anyone yes. who wants to, so I've been really fortunate. Yeah. And then I, you go, oh, well, nearly 30, that's pretty yeah. good. I want to come back to that because I think also, um, and I remember Fox was here yesterday and we talked about writing for children and it's not as easy as people think it is. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, so that's what, I'll come back to that. These books include picture books, chapter books, short 
short story collections, novels and even a vague biography. His most recent book is Atticus Fantasticus. Is that right? Mm. <laughs> Love it. A rollicking tale of a young boy in 1750 or so who becomes a pirate. Illustrated throughout by Stephen Michael King, the, uh, this book is a first in a new series. It's very funny. Um, okay, so... I mean, it's a really, I mean, I think it's an extensive body of work and no joke, congratulations, yeah, because thanks. it's not that easy, no, is it? No, um, so let So talk to me about growing up in a family of five. Uh, where did you grow up and how is it that you came? I feel that you're just a natural-born storyteller. I th- yeah, I think, uh, well, being one of five kids, you sort of get your shot at the dinner table to speak mm. and you learn to take your shot. Like Cam's a good storyteller, you know, he... Like talking, Cam's your brother. He's my older brother. So I talk, you know, talking to him, he'll, he'll give you lots of information about something. Mm. So he tells the broadest, you know, um, the, broad, the broader story. But we were just, you know, like it was the, was the olden days, really. Mm. It was the 70s and 80s where you mm. got up to change the channel and we were literally kicked outside and that old cliche of come home when the lights go on and we're really lucky in our formative years to have a paddock on each side of the house mm-hmm. um, that is now, I'm sure, completely built in and built up. And um, Where did you grow up? In Mount Eliza, right. so down in the Mornington Peninsula south of Melbourne. Right. Um, and <laughs> in a, and on, listen, on a dirt road cul-de-sac mm-hmm. where traffic never came. So we It's an were, ideal... Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, place We were really lucky. Yeah. So we, you know, we'd nick mum and dad's car and we'd drive them up and down the dirt road and... You know, I mean, we were terrible. And five. So <laughs> how many boys, how many girls? Uh, older sister. Yes. And then Cam. Then I've got an identical twin brother and then a younger brother. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And you're not all in the entertainment business, are you? Because I know um, Cam is. Cam is and Lockie is more in production now. Right. Um, although he's just done a new um, animal type program that he's just finished filming. So. Yeah. Uh, and then my sister's in, what is she, retail? My twin brother's an artist. So. Yeah. We're all doing something. Yeah, you're all doing something. Uh, I come from a family of six um, and it is interesting. Dinner time was, you know, my favourite time of the day. And yeah. I think, I, I um, this is going to sound so old of me, but I feel that people don't sit at the table enough these days mm. because it's empowering on so many levels. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, look, I don't know what other people do, mm. but I do know that w- our rules are very, there's no phones, there's no television, mm. there's no... I mean, we for years had no TV for the kids during the week, which was brilliant. Mm. Um, to we forced them to read. Mm. Um, yeah, poor kids. Poor kids. Um, <laughs> uh, and forced us to read as well. Yeah, um, to read to them and yeah. to read. Yeah. Uh, and so now it's you know like we'll sit at the table and probably four five nights a week and yeah, and talk. Yeah. Dumb stuff. I mean, I went out with my twenty and eighteen year old last night for. Is that how old dinner. your kids are? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually really, it was really good because I'm at the, I'm writing the third book in the Atticus series now and I'm nearly finished and I went, all right, so here's what's happening. And my daughter's brilliant. She's a beautiful writer, like a really beautiful, beautiful writer. The um, apple doesn't fall far from uh, No, I don't think it's that. I really don't. People, yeah. her teachers have said, well, you know, I would expect it from you. And I don't think that's fair. She yeah. works hard on it and she's, um, you know, she's seen that it's a nice thing to do, but I, I don't think it works that way. Um Anyway, so at this, I said, right, so look, here's what's happening. And they both go, yeah, right, oh, Dad, here we go. And then she goes, but what about this? And this happens. And I went, thanks mm. very much. Mm. Then I had to repeat it to her. So then I'd said it, she'd said it, 
and we knew the idea would would sit because mm, the the ideas they disappear yeah very that's quickly. right yeah yeah okay so tell me so growing up so where so you went to high school obviously yeah in tell America me. oh in so America. we left Man- yeah. we left America left Manalisa dad got a job in New Jersey so the whole family went there for two wow. years which that's was a cultural really, shock yeah wow well, mm. like no school uniform yeah and what you're wearing your, that same jumper again. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're wearing it again. We're going, yeah, are they the jeans you wore yesterday? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. So, like, it was just a completely, mm-hmm. you know, that middle age, middle, what is it, junior high. Mm-hmm. And Cam and Bindi were at senior high. <laughs> how was that for you? I yeah, mean, it how? Good. It was fun. Like, it was, was good it? fun. Well, you know, Do you think like, it's formative? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, we'd, we've got accents that everyone wanted to hear. I remember the first three days at school, the the... You know, we're sitting at a cafeteria table about this size and there's me here and there's a boy on my right and a boy on my left and that last seat is taken by about ten girls going, say something, say, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> wow. You're, like, <laughs> You're a rock star, yeah, you know. You know, ooga booga, you know, and, and like, what's that? And you go, oh, it's a straight line. It's like, it was just because they know nothing about it. How old were you? Oh, about. 13? Yeah. 13, 14, 15? Because some people would find that traumatic. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. yeah, well, I'm sure there was trauma attached to it, but I don't think there was much trauma. You know, there's, there's, it's either traumatic or it's an opportunity, yeah. and it's about convincing you. And I had a twin brother, so or I have a twin brother, so you know that makes things slightly. Well, you've got a friend to to do all those things with. But Cam had a great time. Bindi had a great time. Yeah, we like, jeez. But I I tend to think that you're a half glass full person. There's no question. Yeah, like what's the point in being a? Mm, I worked at the. This guy on a golf show, and he and we turned up to one place, and I went, "Jesus, how good is? Look at the mist sitting in that valley, and look at." And he goes, "Why do you think everything is so good?" And I always said, "Well, because what's the point of thinking everything's so bad? Yeah. You know, I mean, I certainly have negative moments, no question, but you know." What's the point? It's been miserable. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, uh, you know, you don't need to convince me. Um, I feel that we're all just lucky to be here, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel lucky every day. Okay, so then you went back home, is that right? Came back um, sort of for year 10, went to South Melbourne, went mm-hmm. to the city. And then did my HSC, went to university. What did you study? Just an arts degree. Yeah. I say just an arts degree. Mm-hmm. I don't mean just an arts degree. Yeah. Um, and then got a job That's on... That's what science people like to say, <laughs> just an arts degree. Well, <laughs> yeah, bugger all. Um, it's interesting, though, because my son's doing aeronautical and space at Sydney, so he's oh, a brainiac. Yeah. yeah. So he's, like, he's wow. switched on. How many people do that? Not many. Not many. Um, do you know, can you ask him a favour? Mm. I, I really do need this to happen in my lifetime. Aeroplanes need to get faster, much faster. <laughs> Well, Can you get him to well, work well, on well, that for me? The cast and uh, performance analysis that'll have to go on there. And, uh, <laughs> he's doing something like that at the moment, actually. <laughs> I feel as though it hasn't changed in 50 years, you know. I mean, we're still 22 hours up in the oh, well, up in the sky. Anyway. At least anyway. you're going somewhere. Yes, you know, that's right. Thing <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. And because I travel coach or economy, yeah. um, I don't get jet lag that badly, which is great because mm. you're always stuffed when you get back. Anyway, and that's the positive, right? Mm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So why, getting back to your son, so he's studying. Why did we go there? We can't remember. Oh, no, I went to, oh. um, so I went to uni and then at, after, in my third year, I got a, the, start of the summer between second year and third year, I got a job on telly and 
and then... Now, so kind of I want to elaborate a bit on that because that's formative again. That's the beginning of your career, right? Mm. Mm. And why television? Had you been thinking that? Oh, no, my brother Cam was doing something and, and the, the show he was doing was vacated because he went on to do something else and he said, why don't you see if Andrew wants to do it? Like, duh. And, like, who would say that? And then who would agree from, you know, but this guy was terrific, Ian Fairweather. And What was it? It was a, just introducing cartoons in the afternoon. Like, it was, anyway. So, on, on one of the commercial channels? Yeah, Channel 10. Yeah. So I did that and then... Um, so went back to uni. That. Yeah, yeah. Came to Sydney for the summer and yeah. had a great time. And um, went and back so to you uni. took to television. I mean, is there a skill there? Is it? Had you? The, yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's a skill. I, I think there's a skill because you can see when it's done badly. I agree. Yeah. So, so, so um, you just you kind of were you nervous? Were you? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. It was yeah. Terrifying. Um, was it? You know, yeah, of course. I mean, remember the night before the first go and. I was staying at Cam's place and I got attacked by mozzies the night before and my whole face oh, no. was fully like, you know, like, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Um, and then I went back to uni uh, to finish my degree and then halfway through that I heard about a music show on the ABC called The Factory, which was a sort of a youth sort of music show um, and put my hand up for that and they said yes. So I was doing full-time uni, full-time work and it was just, you know... Yeah. And off, and then you're off. Where yeah. you go? Yeah. But there is um, a, a passion there and a passion for life, I think, and a passion to just be involved. I think, I, I think it's for experience. Yeah. You know, like what, I remember having an argument with a pretty well-known and successful um, guy. Oh, it was Nick Giannopoulos. And I just said yes to doing a film because someone said, do you want to do this film? I said, yeah. And he goes, mate, you're not ready to do a film. I said, who cares if I'm ready? Someone wants me Make to me ready. Someone wants me to do a film. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, who doesn't want to do a film? And he goes, "You're not ready." And I went, well, "Yeah, what you know? ready in terms of acting? What were you not ready in?" I have no idea. Right. He just said, "Yeah, right. he must have had a plan." I didn't have yes. a plan. Right. So it was an interesting discussion because, like, <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. Do your yeah. best. Do your best. What happens? It sucks. Mm. It sucked. Mm. But I, but it wasn't just me that sucked. <laughs> Because the whole film was <laughs> terrible. Okay. So, um, all right. So you've got a fabulous career um, and it is a fabulous career in television. In doing it's been, yeah, I've been very, you know, there's been some really good times and some pretty flat ones. And yeah. So you just muscle through. And, that, and that's where I think you get end up with this body of work. You do one thing and that doesn't work, so then you have to do something else. Like I yeah. did voiceovers for commercials and stuff for... Two years. That's because how, there was no television no work. No work. So yeah. that's how I paid my mortgage, you know. Yeah. So, and then it doesn't work and then I yeah. write for a newspaper. and Yeah. Because s- television's had a bit of a revival, hasn't it? It, it had a slump and now it's kind of picked oh, no, up it's, again. Oh, no, it's bad. Oh, is it bad? It's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there it's you go. I terrible mean, I... now. Well, there's, they're making more out of less. So they oh, strip okay. these programs across five nights or four nights. And right. So the block. So... Whereas we used to, you know, television used to be event television where you'd, you know, you'd go, I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm going to, and now it's, you just watch whatever you want, whenever you want. Mm. So it's harder. Mm. But it doesn't mean there's not opportunities. It's just mm. harder to get them. I guess I was thinking in terms of like Netflix and um, oh, well, that's, HBO. Yeah, and, that's completely changed. Yeah. But I don't think that's television. I think that's. What do you think that is? Well, that's, that's I don't think it's called telly. I think it's, I, I think of television in the commercial network sense and I think of 
Netflix and those things is a uh, online provider. We just watch literally binge. I mean, I'm, you know, my yeah. kids, I've seen them. What? Yeah. You're up to what series? What of channel bloody mm. how many? Mm. In how long? Mm. You know, and they'll watch a series in a day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, we, we used to just watch a Brady Bunch at 7 p.m. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's cool. it's in this. <laughs> Seen this one before. That's right. Anyway. Um, and I think we only had a, a gap of an hour, so we had to watch mm. everything we wanted in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, now they can fit a lot into an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost in Space and the Brady Bunch were highlights, I think. Um, okay, so then when did you start to think? Were you writing right throughout? Was writing something you thought about? My wife told me about writing. So right. I, used to, I lived in New I got a job in New York doing MTV. Right. She was my girlfriend. She came over for three months and then she left and I was gut. Like it was crap. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Fully crestfallen, heartbroken. Yeah, three <laughs> <You know>. months. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I'd do things and I'd write her letters, you know. So um, I'd go skiing and then Back I'd, in the day. Yeah, so I'd write her aerogram letters or, you know, yeah. the blue one. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote many of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so I went skiing, I'd send her one back about being a, you know, Austrian ski instructor, you know, and I'd write it in the Oh, so they the weren't voice. love letters. No, it was just fun, you know, like, you know, dear Jackie, I yeah. hope you well. My name is Vladimir. I'm, you know, doing the skiing. And, and so I'd write in the accent and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, you can write. And then, I, and, you know, years later, so she planted the seed. Yeah. And then um, I think years later I was on a morning TV show and there was a publisher there, a guy called Mark McLeod. Oh, I'm I sure know you Mark. know. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, look, I'd really like to write. And he said, well, you should do it because I'd like to see, you know, because he knows I've got brothers. He knows boys yeah. don't read. Yeah. Um, and he knows I was a boy. Yeah. An adventurous, spirited. Yeah. And so I wrote something for him and he was terrible, called Big Green Smiling World. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was guilted into it because I didn't. I said I'd like to do it. He said do it, and then it, I saw him another four times before I'd done anything. So it was like nearly a year before I finally gave him this big green smiling wobbly idea, which I like again now, twenty something years on. Yeah, I actually would like to try it again. Um, and then he said, "Look, that's terrible, but write for boys. Try writing for grade six boys." And I said, "Like what sort of stuff?" And he said, "Well, what did you do?" So I literally wrote a twelve stories about twelve different families. So talk to me about that. So are you cuz I feel that it's a very different discipline to TV, you know? So oh, yeah. in front of yeah. So talk to me how you about how you approach that. Well, you just come come up with it. I mean, look, this will sound really simple and mm-hmm. and I don't mean it to be I don't mean to oversimplify it, but you literally sit down and you go, "Okay, here's my idea. There's going to be a kid, he's going to 
they're going to have some neighbours like us that we didn't necessarily like, so we're going to egg their house. So yeah, it's, so literally, you know, you write a story about egging a house. Yeah. You know, and the, and but then, and because that's what we did, right? Yeah. And we we taught them. We did, you know, like we're terrible, mm. and it was funny. Mm. It was funny. Mm. Still funny. Well, funny to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the that's the thing, right? So the the one thing that and Mark was terrific. He really taught me. I mean, I read a lot of Roald Dahl beforehand. Yeah. Um, to, to, to work out that you don't have to finish a story with a perfect bow at the ending, and you can, yeah. the story can just end. Yeah. And you go, what the hell? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you learn about how to write? Did you do anything about the craft of no. writing? No. No. I just wrote. You had it. Yeah. Well, no, I did. Well, I just wrote, and then Mark sort of steered me the right way. But so, for instance, so where we would chuck an egg at a house, for instance. Uh, make the story better so when the egg's on its way and it's heading for the front door and boof, like this and then the guy opens the front door and <laughs> he gets hit but he's eating an ice cream and Why the ice is cream that so and the, funny? It is because it's funny because it's yeah. slapstick. It's yeah. French slapstick. That's that's all it is. Yeah. And then he comes to the house and does what he would have done and said to my mum, you know, your boys. And you just literally, and I walk around and I do the talking and I do the acting and I write down the acting of, the acting it out, yeah, and uh, and my mum would go, my boys would never do anything like that, and then we would get our comeuppance later, yeah. So there were, it was just a dozen stories about kids doing normal rotten things, mm-hmm. and there was a, and I didn't know it at the time, but there was a moral to every story. It was just that's how we were brought up, right? So it was, and then Mark just sort of helped steer me in that. One book led to another, to another. So you got your first book published? Yeah, and eventually. And what did that feel like? Oh, look, I went to a shop and <laughs> I went to a shop and I stood, <laughs> I, stood, I stood in the shop and looked at my book on the bookshelf going, oh, yeah, well, that's me. And then I was so embarrassed about being caught doing it because someone goes, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm on TV. <laughs> People might know who I am. And, yeah. you know, like this, so I bought these other books in the newly released section and then I'm I've paid for them. They've put my bloody card over like this and he takes my money and goes, hey, listen, congratulations on your book. And I'm like, oh, far out. You just cost me like 40 bucks. You could have saved me that by saying that at the beginning, you know. No, I was very proud. You actually amazing. did a service for another author. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so then how how does that – so was, the, was it a series, the first lot of books? It turned out to a series. Yeah, so because was, you had so many tales to tell. Well, just like, you know – Mark would say, well, this has done really well. Can we yeah. do another one? And yeah. then we do another one. And we sort of finished with it. And actually one of my favourite books is called You're Dropped and it's a book of sort of those formative relationships with, you know, those first early girl, boy, going to the movies, holding hands, trying to put your arm around a girl, like yeah. all those weird, you know, for that sort of grade six, year seven when they're not necessarily doing it but they're thinking about it. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. really fun to write and really tender to write. Like I sort of yeah, realised then that you can actually write really beautiful things and disguise them as mm. funny mm. but at the same and, – and that's really come through. And so that Atticus, for instance, there's a couple of moments in there that I really go, oh, God, mm. oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And Stephen goes, oh, my God, it's so mm. – you know – at its core, it's a funny book of adventures, but there's got to be some really nice moments where you think... Well, I think, too, there's got to be truth. There's got to yep. be truth in the characters, otherwise yep. it doesn't work, and there is that. Um, why do you think boys are reluctant readers? 
because there's better things to do. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. we, you know, I, I, go, hey, go and sit down in the corner and read and read quietly or we'll see now it's different because you've got video games and yeah. screen time and all that sort of bizzo. I mean, we, like we were off on our bikes and, you know, doing yeah. – <laughs> Crazy things in the neighbourhood. Well, you know, like fires and, you know, like make a fire and jump the fire. But so and we don't – kids don't do that anymore. They can't leave the premise, can they? Um, they can. Did your kids – were they allowed to go out? Uh, yeah. I mean, probably – I mean, look, we, we're, we're near the beach, so we spent lots of time at the beach doing – Yeah. But were you there or were they there on their own? Uh, no, we'd be around. Mm. We'd go, you know. Mm. Like we didn't watch them. Well, they don't want them to drown. No. But they were certainly given. Of course not. <laughs> um, no, I only go up to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we were. Oh, look, I just think it was a different time. It's a different and time. This is a, and it? this is. But. Because but now if you see kids on the street, like, and I was the same, we had to be home by five on the summer holidays. Uh, if I saw kids out there now, which you don't see, mm. you would think, where are their parents, wouldn't you? I wonder if somebody was thinking that of us then. I mean, I grew up in inner city Sydney in Glebe and I was playing on the streets. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's our fault. Yeah, it is. It it's is. definitely our fault. Is it it's because we all had, had less children or is it because cause when you've got five, maybe it's just too hard but to we had, like... But we had space. It was different. We were semi-rural. Mm. So that was... But I wasn't, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. your stories would be, you know, vastly yeah. different to the to the ones that... Sure, um, but that we're we all out and about. Yeah. yeah. We weren't egging any houses. <laughs> <laughs> we were so dumb because, like, there's no one else but us to be doing it. So. Yeah, so it had to be you. Had You're be always us. going to get caught. Yeah, always yeah. going to get caught. Mm. It is different, though, isn't it? I often think about that. Yeah, look, I don't think it's... I don't think it's worse now. I think... No, different. It's just different. Yeah, It's a I different agree. time. And it literally is a different time. Like we know that things happened then that were normal, that are not normal, that are un completely unacceptable now. And that yeah. this is everything from, you know, like, I don't know, creepy family friends and that's, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. we're sort of more aware now and we're we're and more within our rights to stand up and stand up for ourselves and we teach our kids to stand up for themselves. Yeah. Um, and and not be put in harm's way. But yeah. I still – look, you know, I talk at schools a lot and I talk about, you know, jumping a bike. Does anyone has, does anyone not know how to jump a bike? And half the hands go up and go yeah. – you know, I go, okay, right, I'm going to teach it. Right, this is what you do. You get a plank and you get a brick or you get two bricks and you – right. And you see the teacher's going, no. no. I said, look, I love the way the teacher's going, no. I said, this is so – if you break your arm, what a story. And that, yeah. that's what the teachers are worried about. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not worried about – I think this is okay to say. Yeah. I'm actually not concerned about a broken arm or a, you know, because it's that's just part of the, you yep. know, when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Because what are the stories going to be? They're going to sit there and say, do you remember the time on Minecraft when we got to the third level? Do you remember that day? It was bloody awesome. They're like, Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Yeah. That's the it's saddest. Kind of, yeah, that's so true, isn't it? I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way. But it's like you're not making memories, are you? No. And it was funny, Felix the other night, so our son, he's the 20-year-old, he goes, Dad, I'm going down to the pub. Do you want to come and make some memories? Yeah. And I just went, oh, my God. Which I thought was so clearly we've said to them, Yes. On the way through. <laughs> and I went, no, no, I'm no. fine. <laughs> but we did go out last, but we went out last night. And it was just, oh, gee, it's good. It is it's good. great. All right, so tell me about this book. Tell me where the idea came from. Oh, look, I heard it for Atticus. I heard it, um, 
I heard a podcast about a gentleman pirate in the 1700s and he was rich and bored and he went and bought a ship and then bought a crew and he had no idea how to pirate. I just went, geez, that could could that work for a ten year old? And yeah. and then you just basically work. I think it's a perfect age. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So he's some he's so I, I don't mean to sound you know, but so he goes and gets himself a ship, and then you have to work out how that happens, and he's clearly can't just go and buy it. So there no. becomes a you know you make up this you know ridiculous family tradition that everyone else in the family has failed at. So all the pressure is on him. So it's you know it's a it's a quest from the beginning mm-hmm. and. Um, so he gets his ship as part of this family tradition, which is his choice, and um, gets it. And then he's got to get it to the um, to the docks. And my first idea was to combine, make it a slightly historical novel. <laughs> How does that sound? <laughs> Making it a story, but to put in proper pieces of history and little um, information boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, of what kids did then and how they did things, and and then it was just like, no, this is boring. It's just slowing the story down. Mm. So they I like re- how you just make uh, several mentions in the front about is this true? Is this not true? <laughs> is this based on fact? Is this not based on fact? Yeah. It's quite cute. Do you know what I also liked is the introduction of the characters, like that double spread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. So it starts with a crew page, which yes. I think, and I can't remember crew, if, um, right. if that was. Look, so, so Stephen and I worked very closely on it. So we did another book together, Watch Your Building. Let's talk about him. He's the illustrator, isn't yeah. he? Um, do you choose your illustrator? I did for this. You did. So I hunted him. Yeah. Hunted him down. Like we did a picture book together and I had the idea for this. The picture book's called Watch Your Building, which is a beautiful – the drawings are just – they're superb, right? Yeah. And he's brilliant. He is yeah. a, he's a genius. Yeah. Um, and so I said, listen, mate, I've got this idea. And he went, yeah, I'm really busy. <laughs> And he's really, he's really quiet and introverted and, yeah. you know, he doesn't know. He, he does four or five books a year. He's amazing. Right. right. Um, so I told him the idea and he's like, yeah, I said, look, I'll write you the first six chapters. So I went home and I was – and that, like at the very beginning I was forced to write them because yeah. I'd said I will write them. And you said you'd give them to And me. I said I would give them. So I yeah. wrote them. I was very, you know, and then they did that awful thing where you press send and you cross your fingers and, geez, I hope he mm. likes it. and. Mm. Um, and he was back straight away with drawings within a day. Wow. He goes, mate, mate. Mate. <laughs> and he did the cover. And the cover's the same cover as, the, like the first cover is the cover and the first pictures are the pictures. And, oh, wow. and he didn't even get to the crew part. Yeah. So it's Stephen Michael King. Um, it's, it's a collaboration, isn't it? I, I think, you know, it, sometimes you wonder if there were different illustration, would the book have changed in yeah. terms of essence? What do you think about that? Uh, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this is – there was certainly – you know, I, I'll have read um, – in the first one I put red – type in red saying, draw, do the drawing of this, please. Mm. I think this will – because I'm very visual, so yeah. I'll do mm. drawings myself and go, that's what I you know, see it that way, that'll work like that, and then write that. And, mm. um, and he probably drew – 20% of the things that I wanted him to draw because mm. he and, and this was a good lesson um, and I sort of learnt that with him as, in the other book that he'll the way he reads something then he draws it the way he reads it so mm. now we've got two perspectives not just one perspective mm. and there was some <laughs> there's a thing where they get their ship down to the shore and they're looking for a slip right mm. now he didn't know what a slip was Mm. So he's done these funny drawings where, they, where they're, they're looking for a slip and there's a, like a petticoat slip. Oh, right. And a, something else slip and something so what, else. A slip is what, what you get the boat on to slide into the water. Is a slip that right? is where a ship goes to get fixed. 
Ah, okay. Put the ship right. in a slip. Yeah. So, ah, okay. you know, Got and it. so, and he just reads the story. So he doesn't Google the crap out of it and going, I wonder no. what this means. He just reads it and he doesn't. He can't. And he draws a slip, like a girl slip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple, he drew a couple of different sort of versions of a slip, which is oh, really funny. That? Yeah. Um, like he did do some things. So there was a couple of jokes I wanted where, you know, they put a, um, <laughs> they look at something through the telescope and, there's a spider on the end of the telescope. So, you know, giant, ah, giant spider. You know, it's, yeah. it's such a dumb joke, but it's funny yeah. with, the, with the illustration with it. So yeah. some things needed the illustration to make it work. Yeah. And so now we're on the phone all the time. So, like as I say, I'm, I'm writing the third book now and I'm going, can this work? Can you – and he, he only does the feelings of what he's writing. He doesn't remember the story, just the feelings Oh, Which is really interesting because I go, what about the bit where, you know, the Vikings come or what about the bit where, you know, they're singing and, and first mate sings so, and he goes, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, wow. I know it was beautiful, man. <laughs> you, just go you know on. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Andrew Dado, I mean, that's just so um, interesting. It's funny. I mean, I really like your style. I really do. Oh, thanks. Um, the new book is called Atticus Fantasticus, which I love, um, and it's the first of three. Congratulations. Thanks very much. If you'd like more information about Better Reading, follow us on Facebook or visit betterreading.com.au. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Belinda Audio. Belinda Audiobooks are available on CD and MP3 from online booksellers and bookshops everywhere. Or you can download from Audible, Google Play or the iBook Store. We've also created our own app called BorrowBox that's available from both the App Store and Google Play. All you need to do to get it working is to download the app, join your local public library and you'll gain access to the world's best collection of e-books and e-audiobooks available for you to loan on your phone or your personal device. Belinda, we're here to enable you to escape, imagine, grow and be inspired through the power of storytelling. Belinda Audiobooks. Anywhere. Everywhere. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands, and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way. 
in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.